there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm PJ Vote. And I'm Alex Goldman. And we're doing something different today, something we've never done before. That is correct. Well, normally we do these stories, we report on people, we often meet them at a, uh, an unusual time in their lives, and then when we're done, we leave. And even though we will hear interesting things about what continues to happen to people after we've reported their stories, there's no place for that information to go. Because it's not like we just come together at the end of the year and do a big updates episode where we found out all the crazy stuff that happened to the people we'd reported on since we'd done the story. Or can we? Probably we can. Or will we? Probably we're like 42 seconds into that episode right now. Through the winter and the spring and the summer and the fall. So much good stuff happened on Reply All. Now it's time to look back, check in, and get a few updates. That's right. This is the update episode. Thanks to our friend Matt Farley for writing that amazing theme song. So just as a disclaimer, if you're new to the show or if there are episodes that you haven't heard before, not only will this make very little sense to you, but there will be spoilers all over the place. So go back and listen to every episode and then come back and listen to this one. And we have someone who's going to guide us through these episodes. Okay, guys. Hi. Who are you? Hi, I'm Fia. I'm Fia Bannon. I'm a producer on your show. Oh, yeah. that's where I recognize you from. So Fia, what, what episodes are we revisiting today? So here's what's in today's episode. We are going to do updates on number 42, Blind Spot, number 29, The Takeover, number 19, Underdog, episode 36, Today's the Day, and episode 44, Shine on You, Crazy Goldman. And is it possible there will also be surprises along the way? Maybe there's going to be a couple bonuses. Okay. So the first story we're going to update is Shruthi's Medical Mystery, episode number 42, Blind Spot. So this episode, we got more emails about this episode than any other episode. Is that true? I think so. Could be true. Might be true. We got a lot of emails about this episode because it ended on a cliffhanger and people wanted to know what had happened. So should we tell them what happened? Should Shruthi tell them what happened? Hello. Hey, Shruthi. Hi, Shruthi. So, 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 we are going to talk about hope. So just a quick summary. We did a story about a woman who we called Hope. Uh, She had her body basically break down in every possible way. She couldn't figure out what it was. She felt as if the doctors were misdiagnosing her. And so she goes online and finds a website where people, a group of strangers basically, they give her a bunch of 
different diagnoses. And one of the things they say she might have is something called SCM syndrome. It has to do with a muscle in your neck. Anyway, she gets some neck massages, goes to the chiropractor, and it works. Right. Like the advice she got from the website, she followed it and her pain went away. And Mm -hmm. so for her, it was like this website fixed my mysterious ailment. But when you started reporting it, you talked to other experts who said like, actually, not only might Hope not have been cured by a website on the internet, but she might have this underlying condition that is very serious and could be fatal. And so she might have just like fixed the symptom and be in a lot of danger. Yeah, exactly. And so when we left off, Hope was off to go do this one last test to see whether she had that condition uh, called a carotid dissection. So what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened, but first I have to tell you this other thing. What's the other thing? So hang in there for a sec. Uh, After the episode aired, we got some really eerie emails, Um, like one from this guy, a man who heard our show while driving home from church, and he he was like, wait, is this a show about my wife? I kept perking up more and more on the drive home as... uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that too. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's been our experience. So that's Kyle. And his wife, Mel, had been having these horrible, horrible headaches for months. That headache lasted for like 45 days. And then I went to the hospital. Um, And then the headache came back. It was 108 days straight. She tried all these different procedures. Uh, One of them gave her an aneurysm. And same thing as with Hope, you know, doctors told her it was one thing, but none of the treatments for those things were working. And so she was just at a loss. At the point of me listening to the story, we didn't have any path that was um, We were at the end of every path. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were looking at the, the next course was basically this procedure where they, you know, cauterize some nerves in your neck stop those nerves from firing the pain signals. Oh. Yeah, she was terrified, but she just wanted these symptoms to go away. So after she heard the episode, she tried massaging her neck the same way that Hope did. And just like that, the symptoms went away. And at first she didn't believe it, but she kept doing it. It seems like crazy. Like when I tell people, I'm like, all I'm doing is just squeezing this muscle. And everybody's like... How's it going? Squeezing that muscle. (laughs) I'm still good. It's really weird, but totally back to life as normal, like 100%. Shruti, that is an amazing story, but I really want to know what happened to Hope. So I spoke to Hope. She got the test, uh, you know, a scan for something called a carotid dissection, and the test came back completely clear. She definitely doesn't have it. When I spoke to her, she was in an airport. It was super loud. She was on her way to London and then Iceland. She was going just on a holiday. She was super excited. um, And she sounds just great. Um, So I've just been continuing what I was doing, which is going to the chiropractor, physical therapy, doing stretches for my um, head and neck. So that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. Wow. She went from being totally debilitated to, like, you know, traveling the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy for her. I'm happy for Mel and anybody else that, you know, got something out of listening to that episode. However, I really don't understand this thing Hope thinks she has. 
the SCM syndrome. I spoke to so many different doctors, and all of them said they couldn't explain why the symptoms would have been relieved. And so, you know, if anyone is having these kinds of symptoms, I just want to make sure, you know, just check with a doctor first. And yeah, we're we're definitely not the experts. Yeah. Thanks, Ruthie. You're welcome. Next episode, 29, The Takeover. All right. So here's what happened in The Takeover. Reporter Karen Duffin uh, interviewed this guy named Thomas, who's like a 17-year-old punk rock kid who decided like as a gag to create a fake office role-playing Facebook group called Staxwell & Co. It was like a role-playing game where you could pretend that you had a boring office job to make fun of people with boring office jobs. And it quickly became much more popular than he anticipated and sort of spiraled out of his hands in a way that frustrated because, him. Because real people with actual office jobs really liked the game and they liked playing the game. Even though it was supposed to, in his mind, just be a critique of their lives, they totally enjoyed it. It's like how people in offices like Dilbert comics. But if Dilbert was written by an angry 16-year-old who thought nobody <laughs> should work in an office. There was this one reoccurring joke that especially annoyed Thomas, which was about iguanas that took over the office. This specific one dude, like, and he did it in the whole email format. It was like, oh, our uh, reptilian overlords have requested your meeting on next Sunday morning at, like, 3 a.m. Ha, 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 ha. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's not funny. Like, like where's the humor in that? Like, all right, you, your boss is a lizard. Like, is that what's funny? Is it the fact that he called you in for a meeting at a dumb hour? Is it the fact that lizards can't use the phone? Like, what's funny about that? He eventually got so frustrated that he sold the Facebook group for $25 to a guy named David Frew, who happens to be exactly the kind of person that Thomas was trying to make fun of. Karen talked to Thomas again after the story aired, and she said that one consequence of the story was that Thomas's mom actually grounded him when she heard it. <laughs> That's so funny. My mom heard it, and she was like, what? Like, what the fuck? And like, <laughs> she was like, you say all this mean stuff about me? Even though I didn't really say anything that mean. Okay. So, um, you graduated? I sure did. I'm now officially a grown-up. Wow. Oh, and I, I turned 18 as well. So now I am also, like, even more officially a grown-up. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I guess. It's a bit scary. Wait, why is it scary? But I just thought, like, you know, more responsibility and stuff. And I keep dreaming that I, like, I break the law and I go to jail. I've had, like, I've had that dream, like, so many times. And, like, now that you're an adult, you have to go to jail. Oh. <laughs> yeah, very scary. And I have to do the shopping now. My parents make me go and do the shopping. And when I fucked up, and instead of buying cornflakes the other day, I bought crispy wheats, <laughs> which are just, like, wheat flakes, which are, oh, they're terrible. And I had to eat them. It's just crap. As for Thomas's nemesis, David Frew, he is loving life and Staxwell is going strong. He actually wrote Karen a message about his recent vacation, which said, quote, I had a pretty extreme trip in the USA, averaging four hours of sleep and 30,000 steps a day, according to my Fitbit. So next is episode 19, Underdog, the episode about Marnie. So this was about this, inst this dog that was Instagram famous that had... I think like 2 million followers. And we were just trying to figure out why some dogs are super Instagram famous and others aren't. Because Marnie's like not a conventionally attractive dog. Hi, Marnie. Marnie. She's a Shih Tzu. Hungry? Go. 
Hungry? Go. You can go. Her tongue is always sticking just out of her mouth like a tiny flag, and her whole body has a tilt to it. She is one of the most famous dogs on the internet. Um, and and like a lot of her appeal is that people want to take pictures with her because she's like a funny dog. Like she does have this sort of like funny head tilt, and all these celebrities have taken pictures with her, which makes other celebrities want to take pictures with her. Right. What has happened since that story is that Marnie now has a lot more merch than she used to have. So, if I take a picture of you right now, God, you look very morose. What could make this picture a little bit better? <laughs> well, I'd have to use Marnie Pro, Marnie's new app. I'd choose my photo. You looking all glum and sad. Choose. And look. Here you are holding Marnie in a tuxedo. <laughs> That's very nice. Or if it does, I, make, it does yeah, make me feel happier. If I shake the app. Look, it's Marnie jumping over your head with her tongue out. <laughs> Shake the app. It's Marnie dressed like Shrek sitting on top of your head. Uh, listen, this dog is really, really good at bringing joy into the world. I feel like this is an ad for an app, an unpaid ad for an app, but you know what? I'm cool with it. 99 cents. It's definitely brought me a dollar of joy. <laughs> All right, guys. Next episode, number 36. Today's the day. That was an episode where, rather than doing a typical episode, we just uh, we just went outside and enjoyed the summer day. It was really fun. I can't remember the last time I felt this at peace. Stomach full of hot dog, carriage under my butt, <laughs> co-host on my side. See, you're telling me this isn't romantic at least a little bit. I guess it's a little romantic. We went on a roller coaster at Coney Island. We did karaoke. Did karaoke with Alex Bloomberg. We went on a boat. We went into a warehouse that we were not supposed to be in. Um, it was really nice. Let me just play a clip for you from when you and Alex broke into that abandoned boat. Oh, I like Can it. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, there's a goat. Oh my God, there's a goat. What the fuck? Why is there a goat there? I've never been as afraid of anything as I was of that goat. It was just like a creature that wasn't a human. <laughs> Did you not feel scared? I, I jumped and ran. Okay. Here's a question that I would want to know the answer to. Sure. What? How did that goat get here? <laughs> I don't know, man. Have you ever seen a wild goat in New York City? So, so, PJ, do you want do you want the answer to your question? Yes, I do want the answer to my question. Do you have the answer to my question? I think I have the answer to your question. Why is there a wild goat in a warehouse in New York City? Um, specifically, you guys were in an industrial harbor. Yeah. Uh, that harbor is owned by a guy. I tried to reach out to that guy. I haven't been able to get in touch with him partially, I think, because he doesn't appreciate people breaking into... His building. Completely fair. Um, so so instead, I ended up connecting with a listener who had, like, a completely personal connection. 23-year-old Katie Oldham. She's from England. She was listening to this episode on the subway. The moment I had goats, I was just like, oh, my God. And my <laughs> heart was, like, pounding. I was like, holy, holy balls. They're where I was in the most, like absolute nowhere oh, I just, it, 
blew my mind and I was just like the, the goats they met the goats like oh man crazy <laughs> <laughs> so Katie she actually knows the goat you guys saw no yes <laughs> Just this past summer, she was living in New York on a boat. That boat was docked in the same harbor that the building is on. She was living on that boat. And here's the first thing that you guys need to know. There's not one goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two. They had such different personalities. Like they were one of them was really stupid and would just like run around and his ears would flop in. It would just like it would like eat insulation. <laughs> and the other one was like really mean and it had to be tied up. And it would sort of like, it would like butt you and then like sort of like curve its head around so its horns hooked around you and then like would pull its head back like it's trying to trip you out. It was really quite scary. One of those goats was dangerous. That's, it, a goat trying to trip you doesn't sound super dangerous. You don't have to be so much on the side of making fun of me that you can't admit that we almost got attacked by a goat. I think we met the dumb one. Well, these goats live on the property. Yeah. She said sometimes she would feed the friendly one, but she and her coworkers lived like in fear of the other one. He would walk up the gangplank and trap Katie and her coworkers inside the boat and then just stare through the glass, through the window at Katie and just be like, you're not leaving. Oh, my God. But Katie said it was weird that you guys saw one of the goats in that building you guys were in because they're usually locked in this little two-story house, like a real brick two-story house at night. By who? Um, They're owned by the same people who own the building. Got it. And they hang out mostly with the security guards. And I have a picture. I have a picture of the two goats. So you guys can tell me, based on Katie's picture, if you think you saw the evil goat or the nice goat. Okay. <laughs> so good. Do you remember if it had these white stripes here, if it was splotchy? It had the white stripes. It did have the white stripes. It was the evil goat. We met the evil goat. <laughs> you want to apologize to me, Ox? I'm sorry, PJ. I'm very scared. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I also asked Katie if you guys went there again and ran into the goats again, what you should have done <laughs> to, yeah, you're to the deal greatest. with the evil goat. And she said, be really scared and talk a lot. <laughs> um, take a water pistol with you, like a <laughs> like a super soaker. That would do it because they hate water. That's amazing. So there you go. Next time you break into a building, bring a water pistol. <laughs> um, thank you, Fia. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, so I actually have one more today's the day update. Um, like, one of the reasons we wanted to do that episode is that we'd gotten stuck on this idea of, like, freedom. Like, all the things you could do but you don't do because you just forgot they were an option. Like, just, for instance, going outside. I feel like such an idiot. Why? Because, like, summer happened and I could have been here twice a week. Why didn't you? I just, like, didn't realize I could. It seemed, like, harder than it was. And we're now, like, standing at the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. I'm just gonna jump in, okay? Take your jeans off. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Dude, that's crazy. So, uh, was that a good idea? Yes, emphatically yes. So, I heard from this woman named Kristen. She'd had this job that she really didn't like. Um, she worked at a hedge fund. The people were not nice to her there. She'd been there for four years. And then this one August morning, she's heading into work, 
at like 6.30 in the morning um, and was listening to this particular episode, which was about, you know, taking time for yourself, taking risks, like doing things that are slightly uncomfortable or interesting. And that day I went in and I was like, you know what? Um, That's it. I quit this job. But it was like one of the happiest moments of at least the last like year and a half, which is which is sad. But um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was really, really good feeling. Have you ever quit a job before? No, it was my first job. First job quitting. Yeah. And I asked her like if that had worked out for her or if it was bad, you know, because like conventional wisdom is you're not just supposed to quit your job. And she said it had totally worked out. I got a new job. Um, I got a dog. She's cool. That's wonderful. You know, when I, I used to be an IT guy, you may have heard that before. And I got an internship that paid nothing doing radio. And I called my dad and said, dad, should I take this? And he was like, look, I know this is something you want to do, but I would stay where you are. And then I called my wife and I said, what should I do? And she was like, you're an idiot if you don't do this internship. And, uh, so I don't know. That was my today's the day moment, I guess. Okay, now, one of the bonuses we promised. Time for a lightning round. I have 60 seconds on a clock. Mm -hmm. I'll press start. You guys will take turns going back and forth with updates as quickly as you can. See how many you can get in 60 seconds. Okay. And just so you know, if you thought that the the rest of this episode has very little context, this has even less context. Zero context. I don't know if it'll even spoil anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we will uh, put the episodes we are referring to up on the website replyall.soy I am I'm going to actually puff my asthma inhaler to get through this faster okay sure um all right on your mark wait Fia is a timekeeper let her keep the time all right then Ale- Fia Alex says let's that. do it together on your on mark, mark get, get set, set. Go. Okay, you remember the Instagram for doctors episode where it was like really gruesome internet and I talked to my friend Loren? Yes. Who was a doctor? Yes. Uh, She sent me a text saying that she cut the penis off of a cadaver. Uh, Miranda July shut down the Somebody app because it became too difficult to maintain. Mine was better. Venmo, remember we did a whole thing about people creeping on each other's Venmo transactions so you could see what people were spending money on? Yes. You can still do that. It's still creepy. That's not an update. Keep going. He knew Ochoa's parole officers let him back on the internet, but every keystroke still monitored by the government. He says he likes being back online, but he's too scared to do anything fun because he's being watched. Uh, Zane left One Direction. The whole optics of the situation were so badly handled by their management company that it really makes me suspicious that they could keep a secret gay conspiracy under wraps. Philip Bowden's felony assault charges were dropped, and the lawyers who were representing him agreed to void a $1,700 in billing. Uh, remember the swatting episode? Yes. About, uh, people are still getting swatted all the time. Barry Crimmins' documentary, Call Me Lucky, is on Netflix. Time! <laughs> How many do we get? I don't... I... Okay. So I, I think we got. That. I think we got... <laughs> I, I think we got eight. <laughs> no, there's no way we just got eight. Did yeah. we really just get eight? Yeah. Okay, that's all people get. I had a crazy one at nine, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more bonus, guys. Uh, yes. Alex, can you intro this one? Sure. Every week on our show in the credits, we say that our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's not a joke. Breakmaster Cylinder is a person on the internet whose real name we don't know. It's someone we've never met. Just every once in a while, some amazing new music pops up in our inbox. A song like this one. Or like this. And 
all of them are just amazing. So we decided to ask Breakmaster for an update, and this is what we got back. The song is so beautiful. I have listened to it like 50 times since he sent it to us. Technically not an update, but like still a pretty good update. <laughs> Coming up after the break, two concerned moms and a parrot. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Essentia is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome back to the show. It's the Updates episode. This is the last episode we're updating. It's episode 44, Shine On You Crazy Goldman. That's a relatively recent episode to have updates on. Yes, but there were updates. Oh, boy, there were updates. So, Fia, you were in this episode. I was. Basically, um, you and I discovered the idea of microdosing LSD, which is when people take tiny, 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 tiny amounts of LSD many times throughout the week, not to get high, but to have sort of like the same kind of like mild general good feeling that like an antidepressant or like an anti-anxiety pill would give them and it was done clandestinely so i didn't know about it the way we looked into it was that fia and i did it at work and didn't tell you right here's a clip okay so now what are you doing i'm preparing a dropper for me okay okay now we just see what happens and now we just have a great day. So one of the things that happened in that episode was that our microdosing experiment went off the rails and I accidentally took too large a dose and had sort of an acid trip. What did you think would happen when you did acid? 
not that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a controlled experiment. <laughs> so the update actually has to do with feedback that we got about it. Um, so it was a divisive episode. Some people really loved it. The people who hated it really hated it. Basically, they felt like we were just reckless jackasses. And then we heard from our moms. Um, they felt very strongly about the episode. One person from this staff was on the phone for over two hours with their mom. Um, but the weird thing was the two moms who we heard from did not actually agree with each other. They had completely opposite opinions about the episode. And so we figured the best thing we could do would be to get them on Skype and have them talk to each other. So, Fia, you moderated. Uh, your mom was connecting from Berkeley. My mom was connecting from Philadelphia. And we just let them hash it out. Hi, hi mom. Hi. <laughs> so that's PJ's mom, Nancy, talking to my mom, Josie. So Fia came and told you that um, she and PJ were thinking about doing this? Yes, she called me <clears throat> to talk about it. She was anticipating that I would um, basically <laughs> get be be very upset and say absolutely not and stomp my feet and fall on the ground. I think, um, <clears throat> and she was thinking that because I I took drugs. Uh, a long time ago, uh, actually starting in 1966 when I was 16 and then 1967 when I went to college. And of course, nobody had a brain in their head with regards <laughs> to drugs at that time, particularly me. So I ended up with some uh, uh, tough experiences uh, because mm -hmm. I went so far as to shoot cocaine and to... Oh, God pretty much um, put myself into cardiac arrest. And uh, it left me with a lifelong phobia of drugs of any kind. But, you know, I've also really discovered with my kids that I don't get to stop them from anything. So were you nervous when she was doing it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I <just laughs> think I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, I mean, so you're, you were sort of like, try the wine at the kitchen table or at the dining room table. So, I mean, yours, yours was sort of like, if, kids are, if my kids are going to do this, I want it in as a controlled situation as it can be. I, can, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Yes, I mean, uh, and she's not 16. She, you know, right. There's some maturity here. And um, I, after listening to the show, I felt that, I liked pretty much every, I didn't just like, I really um, thought everybody on the show was really appealing. I thought reality sounded great. Um, I, I would like someone that I could call periodically and say, could you verify my existence, please? <laughs> um, and, you know, I thought there was a lot of um, patience and warmth uh, and kindness in all the people on the show, and I thought that Jim Fadiman, I thought his, um, the science, the experiments he referred to all sounded quite interesting. I thought it was a worthy thing to have some curiosity about. I agree with you. I mean, um, that's one of the hard parts about raising kids is learning to let them go, and they follow their own life plan. But PJ didn't, he didn't tell me anything, so I heard the show. 
And I was like, I called PJ because I had a different kind of reaction, I guess. So, so my reaction with PJ was um, they had just done a pretty um, very you know intense show about depression and suicide. They were all talking about something that other people have had, and they were saying, I have had this too, you know, and this is how I dealt with it. So I felt like it was a good thing that they sort of, they talked about those things that are hard to talk about. And that yeah. is kind of a leadership role. Um, and I, I was upset, really upset, because I was worried that, mostly I was worried about how the listeners would react. I, was, I said, if one person does something that's dangerous or hurts himself, trying micro, whatever it's called, micro? Dosing. Dosing, yeah. That's a huge risk to be taking. I was afraid that somebody else might try it. I mean, that's a, a real concern. Um you know, it didn't really come through quite as positively as Jim Fadiman had suggested. Right. So, essentially, uh, probably, I you, absolutely you wouldn't want anyone getting hurt. But I guess I it didn't cross my mind that the show would encourage someone. But I right right who knows Nancy. I, you didn't talk about like what your association with LSD is. Do you have? an association that you're comfortable talking about? Well, um, I do. I did acid when I was in high school once, and it was fun. Um, and nothing bad happened. PJ, did you know that? No, no. We talked on the phone about this a lot after the episode came out, and she was really upset with me, understandably, And I'm, but she never said that. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting because... Nancy wasn't saying what I imagine a lot of moms would say, like, acid is scary and dangerous and destroys minds. Um, What she was saying was that the tone of what you guys did was cavalier, and I found that really upsetting. Yeah. It just seemed cocky to me as far as, like, work went and also as far as, like, playing with drugs because they're scary and also as far as, like, putting on the radio that we're doing this thing that's illegal, and it is illegal. So yeah. I guess those are, those are the things that I was thinking about. They also did, <laughs> did a show where PJ and Alex broke into an abandoned bu- building in New York. Did you hear that one? <laughs> I did. Yes. So the risk-taking and the, like, I'd rather them do different, safer things to make interesting shows. You're right. So, like, I give up. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, what's going to be the next step? That was the other thing I said to PJ. It's like, what are you going to do next? How are you going to top this one? You know, stop with this risk taking yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. We should now interview our kids on what what they think of inter- us of our interview. Don't you think? Yes, of us talking about them. I'm just like loving both of you over here, so that's my my critique. Good. Well, wait, may, wait, maybe we can take some acid and be better. No? 
<laughs> Don't count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Josephine Coatsworth and Nancy Warren. Thanks, moms. Okay, so we've handled the past. We're in the present. Um, now we want to look towards the hard part. What's going to happen in the future? In the future. What's going to happen in the future? In the future. Oh, reply all. Reply all. What's going to happen next year? What's going to happen next year? In the year after that. The year after that. Listen up and we'll tell you what's in the future. So. Uh, we wanted to see if we could get any updates on the future. And we were talking about this and, like, uh, discussing how this would possibly work. And, Sruthi, you rudely interrupted. Yep. What did you say? Because every time somebody says future, I think of parrots. Because, um, so I grew up in South India, where anytime you go to, say, a temple, there'd be a little old man sitting outside with a small parrot that will tell your future. And you can pay the parrot and the astrologer money. They'll come show up, say, at your wedding. I had one at my wedding. Uh, and people were just lining up to get their fortunes told. So so we decided we wanted to try this. It turns out it's, like, surprisingly complex. Yeah. So I asked my mom, Rashri. You can call her Mrs. Pinamanini. And she invited the parrot psychic to my father's office where we were guaranteed a good internet connection. But then it was like we were we were looking through a laptop at Gimlet, and on the other side it was a nice, well-dressed parrot psychic with his very beautiful parrot. Your mom's translating the parrot psychic. The parrot psychic is translating for the parrot. But then it's also like there was one guy there because he was good at computers in case an IT person was needed. The, my dad's office IT guy. And then your mom's sister was there... <laughs> For reasons unclear, for moral support reasons? When we do things in India, we do them right. <laughs> How does this work? Um, he has some cards here, the, the red cards. And then okay. uh, the parrot is in the cage. And then when he opens the door of the cage, the parrot comes out. And then, um, you know, first you have to tell your names to the parrot. And then uh, she just picks up a card. And then um, he's going to read it. And then you'll know your future and your character. Okay. So beware. Huh? <laughs> wow, I feel very worried. Do you want to go first, Alex? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm ready when you are. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Alex. Okay. Alex The parrot is jumping out of the cage. Yes, and he just grabbed a card. Grabbed a card. Yeah, he she flipped the card and then he's going to read it. Okay. Okay, you look as if you are very innocent, but you're not. That's true. That's true. Whatever you're thinking of doing, you're going to achieve it with the help of a friend. I see. Uh, I guess that that is... uh, Alex really only has one friend and that's me. It's just him. He's the only friend I have. 
And the only thing we really do is make a podcast together. So that's a good sign. Yeah. కొంచెం పైసల విషయంలో కొంచెం బ్యాడ్ టైం అయిదుండే ఆ టైం వచ్చిపోయింది నాకు ఓకే యూ ఐ మీన్ యు వెర్ సపోజ్ టు హ్యావ్ అ లిటిల్ ప్రాబ్లమ్ విత్ మనీ అండ్ దట్స్ యా ఫైనాన్షియల్ లిటిల్ ఫైనాన్షియల్ ప్రాబ్లమ్ అండ్ దెన్ దట్స్ పాస్ట్ ఇట్స్ ఐ మీన్ ఇట్ ఆల్రెడీ పాస్ట్ Yes. Wait, is that true? Yeah. What was your financial problem? Uh, you know, just house stuff. You, recently? Eh. You didn't tell me about that. It wasn't that big a deal. What happened? It's just like there was expensive stuff that we had to that we had to pay for. And it passed? Well, I paid for it. There's a man in another country that knows more about your life than I do. <laughs> is there any bad news for him? ఏమన్నా బ్యాడ్ న్యూస్ ఉందా అని అడుగుతున్నాను కానీ బ్యాడ్ లేదు కానీ డ్రైవింగ్ లో కొంచెం బ్యాడ్ ఉంది జాగ్రత్త పడాలి యా దిస్ నాట్ మచ్ బ్యాడ్ బట్ హీ హ్యాస్ టు బి కేర్ఫుల్ వైల్ డ్రైవింగ్ ఓకే జస్ట్ బి కేర్ఫుల్ హిస్ వార్నింగ్ ఓకే యా నో టెక్స్టింగ్ ఓకే దట్స్ ఇట్ ఫర్ యు అండ్ మేబీ నౌ ఫర్ నౌ పిజేస్ టర్న్ పిజే యా మళ్ళీ పెట్టేసి హాయ్ Hi. Okay, so should I say my name? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, my name is PJ Vote. PJ. PJ. The bird is leaving the cage. And he picked a red envelope and a card's coming out of the envelope. I don't know how many people are going to put on the envelope. You are not, you're never going to put on any weight. Are you? <laughs> yeah. However much yes. you eat... He says you don't put on weight. Oh, that is great. Now I wish I'd gotten your card. <laughs> That's not how it works. You put onna rangamulone gaakunta vera rangalto velli double sampancha okashalu unnai anuko. He doesn't see you continuing in the same field forever, but even when you go to the uh, another field you're going to do well. That's bad news for Alex because we work together. Yeah, what are we what am I going to do when you quit? It's been nice know it's been nice working with you, man. Alex is joking but he's afraid. Yeah, I'm terrified. And what should we most worry about in the next year? Like what should we be on guard against? Ante deen gurincha na bhay padalsu. Ye matram avasaram ledhu madam. One year lo. Oh, ye matram inta mundu koncham unde. Nammi konni dantlo bad ayyundhe. Edan anukovali adi mundu enkai konni bad ayyundhe adi inta mundu ayipoyindi madam anuko. Okay. Now you don't have to worry about everything. Maybe uh, a little before, you know. uh you would you know yeah that yeah the problems would have come arised maybe but it all passed the the bad period has passed and then now you're going to be fine that's great news yeah okay okay <laughs> That was pretty great. Now we know our futures. Now we know our futures. The rest of our lives and the show are just a long foregone conclusion. Yeah. It's like a long series of successes so long as I drive safe. Yeah, and I'm never going to get fat, which is really the main thing because I eat horrible food all the time. <laughs> so that's the update show. I we just want to say like it's been an amazing first year and thank you so much for listening. It is crazy that people listen to the show. Yeah, and we got you guys a present. If you go right now, right now, like if it's December 17th at 5 o'clock in the morning, right now may have already passed. But if you go right now to replyall.gift, that's replyall.gift, there's a poster, a very beautiful poster that Matt Lubchansky 
the best artist that Earth has ever had. He made us a poster. It's all these different characters from Reply All Stories from the past year, all crammed together. It's beautiful and weird and very funny. Um, and Framebridge said that they will send you a custom-framed poster of Matt's art that will arrive at your door completely ready to hang, completely free. So go, hurry, and also you have to pass a trivia quiz. That's kind of complicated. Good luck. Replyall.gift. Good luck. Reply All is me, PJ Vote, and Alex Goldman. We were produced this week by Tim Howard, Shruti Pinamanani, and Thea Bennett. Our editor is Peter Clowney. Production assistance from Khalil Holt. We were mixed by Rick Kwan, and our theme music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our ad music is by Build Buildings. Matt Lieber's when you run into a friend on the street and you end up just spending the day walking around. You can find more episodes of our show at iTunes.com slash replyall. Our website is replyall.ninja. Thanks again for listening. We are taking a couple weeks off for the holidays, but we will be back with a brand new episode on January 7th. Hello? Father. Son, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted you to know that in this week's episode of Reply All, I mentioned the fact that when I got my first radio internship, you told me it wasn't a good idea. So I called you to shame you a little bit. Okay, you know. Um, oh, I'm recording this, by the way. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, all I can say is the advice I gave you was was right at the time, under the circumstances, but it turns out to have been the wrong advice. How, how does that sound? It was right at the moment. That, that sounds like some mealy mouth bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's lawyer talk. <laughs> That's 40 years of lawyer talk coming out right now. You know, I'm real proud of you, what you've accomplished. Thanks. Quite, quite amazing. It really is, you know. I listen to your stuff all the time. I tell everyone about you. I get people in the neighborhood listening to your show. So. I'm so ha- all I can say is I am so happy to follow my advice.